I've done way too many choruses right now When I'm starting to lose track What's the song called? I know it feels like the last few years I put out a million songs right But I just can't remember them all What am I saying? What am I saying? Oh yeah, that's right, I'm fucking Drake. I'm fucking Drake. I can just mumble and ramble on, just making up the words till it's over, till it's over. God, it's finally over. It's the Going Out Podcast with Rap Critic and News. And I've waited a long time for that joke. Uh, <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is Drake could do better. <laughs> now tell me, Drake, have you heard that lately? <laughs> dude i fucking had our local hip-hop station power 98 on a good bit this week and uh i want to mention something about old power 98 in a sec but you'd think that there are only like five six songs out right now because i heard god's plan a good eight times today and you know what i'm kind of sick of it now there's not really that much going on in it he's doing all this shit and he's kind of like Hey, you know, man, you you must be really shitty if you're wishing bad things for me. He specifically says that straight up in the lyrics. He's just like, hey, I'm making sure the North Side's being fed. But still, there's people out here. Exactly. Bad things on me. Can you fucking believe that shit? The nerve. <laughs> I'm feeding the whole North Side. Drake, one man. And there's people who have the goddamn gall to wish bad things on me. How could that be possible? I'm a saint. For shame. Salt of the earth, Drake. St. Aubrey. I was driving into work, and I thought that I had selected to listen to the CD that was in the car, which happened to be the Black Panther soundtrack at the time. But oh. no, it were actually playing King's Dead from the Black Panther soundtrack on the radio, on FM radio. And I was amazed. I was taken aback. I heard that fucking, you know... And I, I freaked it, I freaked it, all that shit. And I was sitting through all that, and there comes fucking Future's verse. And that shit fucking goes on. And, <laughs> and the fucking Kendrick chorus repeats, and then it just ends. You don't even get the red light, green light, red light, green light. You don't get any of that. The fucking second half of the song with Kendrick is the only part of the song worth listening to, and they cut it off. I was so mad. That's like when, oh my god, uh, I have had this pub, uh, this feud with public radio. Um, when they won't play TLC, uh, uh, The Waterfalls, um, um, Left Eyes Verse. What? They don't? Yeah, you never heard this? Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, you listen to the radio and like, don't go chase blah, 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 blah. Uh, I just think you're moving too fast, you know. And you're like, wow, 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 And we're like, oh, we know what happens now. And it's like, I saw it. And then you would just hear, bam. Like, just empty space. Like, obviously, there's supposed to be something oh. happening here. And it's just like, oh my god. What the fuck? Like, that's disrespectful. The ones I've heard, because normally the editing is pretty okay where the radio stations that cater to uh, maybe a fairer-skinned audience, let's just say that, um, not a fan of the hip-hop per se, uh, where they try to cut out the rap verse. Yeah, they'll specifically say, like, uh, all, all the pop without the rap. I was like, 
That has literally never happened to a genre before. To say, uh, let's have this music literally minus a certain genre. Like, has there ever been like a radio station that's been like, we're the hip radio station that's not playing blues in the 40s? Like, that wouldn't make sense. They actually have a bumper that says that? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. See, around here, they're they're a lot more subtle about it. I played it in one of my episodes once. Yeah, it's Uh. actually really messed up. And when I went to California, I heard that shit in full swing. I was like, oh my god. The two that got me because they're edited really badly, Suit and Tie by old Justin Timberlake, right? Oh, they edit out Jay-Z, right? They edit out Jay-Z, but... Instead, you get da 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 da. Get out your seat, Hove. Oh, soon as I cop my suit and tie, it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so it sounded like he was just like he was just walking by the stage and he was like, uh. <laughs> it's like he fucking. <laughs> I just picture Timberlake like not looking but like doing the come here hand, like get out your seat, Hove. And Jay Z just stands up like oh, and then the beat just starts back and he's like oh. Fuck me, I guess, and just sits back down. Oh, no, no. What if we tried to get up and he, like, he, like, slipped or something and he just, like, <laughs> yeah, you see him. Oh, oh. And, and Timberlake's like, oh, never mind that shit. As long as I got my suit and uh, <laughs> fucking take attention off Jay-Z who's just <laughs> slipped and busted his fucking ass. They gotta keep dancing. Like, he, JT sees that awkward moment where the camera comes back to him and he has to, look, like, he's, like, catch his eyes with the camera and just goes, oh, <laughs> and he has to, like, do it, a spin, you know? <laughs> he does the fucking Ashley Simpson hoedown jig. <laughs> Oh, as long as I got my suit. <laughs> um, but the other one that I heard is really badly edited is um, As Long As You Love Me by Justin Bieber. Because that has a big Sean uh, verse towards the end. And you hear Big Sean go, uh, uh, like before his verse starts. And then it just goes right back to the chorus. So you hear some random guy in the background make two noises. And then it's just, Moving on. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, like, that happens in songs sometimes. Like, like sometimes it happens in, like, songs for real. Like, um... I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, haven't you ever heard a song where, like, someone will sound like they're about to come in, and then it just kind of never happens? Yeah. And they'll be like, like, did they forget to erase that file? You know? <laughs> so it's like, they're like, ah, oh, shit, we couldn't get the rights to, uh, you know, this artist. All right, take them off. And then, like, they forgot to erase, like, the whole, you know, file because they chopped it up. You know, they had different, uh, you know, styles and sounds that they wanted to do with the different clips. So, it's like, you're listening to those, you know, you're listening to, um, you know, Tonight, We Are Young. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, like, originally, Janelle Monet had a verse. It was, like, it was going to be back and forth. Like, uh, now you're just somebody that I used to know. Oh, uh, yeah. The second verse had, like, the girl respond, but they're like, Ah, it's not gonna work out. It's gonna cost too much money. We gotta get, we gotta pay P. Diddy. You know how he likes to charge through the fucking nose. All right, never mind. And then, like, they heard, like, once they got on the radio, they heard that there were actually, like, a couple of female vocals that were still on there. They're like, oh shit, we forgot to fully raise Janelle Monet's vocals. Fuck. When the labels hear this, you know, on the radio, they're like, wait a minute, Fun doesn't have a female member in there who's singing. And we can't put a fake name because that would be lying for tax purposes. You know what I'm saying? So we got to say it's her. It's like, fuck, now we have to pay them. 
You know, and so they're like, all right, well, let's just downplay it. So it's not like, you know, so, so people won't be like expecting like, oh, what's Janelle Monet going to do? And then it's just like, what? Where was she? And Being a we, witch. We woo! couldn't have timed that fucking uh, Patreon request any better. Um, Good Lord. The, the day after we reviewed uh, the uh, the Arc Android, or it might have even been later that day, uh, Janelle Monet posted online that, hey, there's going to be a new album coming out. And there's going to be accompanying music videos, like a short film, uh, to go along with the album. Fast forward to, again, of course, right after we recorded last week's show, uh, she drops two brand new music videos for uh, Make Me Feel and um, Django Jane. And holy shit, not holding anything back. This is fucking full force. Black excellence fucking all hail the goddess <laughs> there is at, at this point if they still continue to ignore janelle monet on the goddamn radio we'll know that it isn't just a fucking coincidence we, we gotta fucking pick at this shit this, this ain't right she couldn't even get yoga played on the radio more and that was like the most for the goddamn radio she could do exactly and even that was like Nope, not good enough. Like, what the fuck does she have to do? And I liked that song. I really did. So I was like, what the hell? Not even gonna get that? People were commenting on how Make Me Feel sounded very uh, Prince-like. And it does. It's got some, like, funk grooves in there. Come to find out... Uh Uh-huh. Prince actually wrote the goddamn music and wrote a good bit of the album. So, you know, like, if fucking Prince is writing a song for you... And that's just sound like Purple Rain. You're performing Purple Rain. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, well, the thing is, I feel like it still pops on its own, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the music video. Oh, my God. The music videos are fucking fantastic. This shit might trigger, like, an entire new genre of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The futuristic, that San Junipero, Black Mirror episode-esque. 80s sort of shit that was going on with fucking Tessa Thompson's fine ass. Dude, yo, I don't like to sexualize, but god damn! Uh, yo, I... Y'all gotta excuse me. Like, alright, look, 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 look. If a woman's walking down the street, she's wearing a black shirt, whatever, and someone decides to say, oh my god, you're hot. Hey, baby, blah, blah, blah. I understand. Fuck that guy. But, yo, my girl was up in this video looking flat as fuck. And I'm just like... I can't do nothing but acknowledge that. Like, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to the universe if I did not <laughs> if I did not ring the alarm and say, ladies and gentlemen, you know, come one, come all to see some of the most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And she's so, oh my God. Like, like I said, it's not like she was like, oh, I'm trying to do a normal video and like motherfuckers keep sexualizing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, no. She was fucking flung that shit. She owned that shit. She owned her sexuality in a way that was just like, like, I don't know what it is. There's some way that you can just tell when you're just watching something where you're just like, yo, like, I can tell she's not give a fuck what I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that Nicki Minaj yeah. Anaconda video, like, mm, so, you know, you, you had some white dudes up in there. You know, you had some black men up in there, you know, saying like, hey, dude, this, this will look sexy. But this video looked like, it looked fresh man it looked like the style to see it just popped 
You know what I'm saying? The music popped, the visuals popped, it came together. You see our sliding and jumping all over the floor. I was like, oh my God, like, dude, ah, uh, it was out of this world. And then, and then, I, I, I think I'm already about to explode from watching <laughs> the first video. And I'm like, no, no, we're not done. We're not done. You no. This was done. No, That's sir. the first act. Turn your attention to 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 to, to, to screen to the screen on your left, so you can see what the fuck Jango Jane has in store for that ass, bro. She goes in. She is not playing no games on this record. Like that, that first one was like <laughs> no. that first one was like the you like this sexy shit. Mm, you like yeah, you like my body. I'm looking sexy and I, and I just and the second one was like all right. Look me in my eyes and fucking pay attention. I got something to tell your ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Dude, when she started rapping, when she started rapping, I was like, what? Because cause here's my thing. I, and I forgot. I forgot. On the tightrope remix, yo, your girl came with some heat. The girl oh, yeah. had some heat. I forgot. And I was like, yo, you reminded me. Like, How could I have been such a fool? You know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, like, yo, we got a motherfucking Lauren Hill, you know, of her our generation over here. And I'm thinking, like, wait, but why isn't she billed as a rapper? Why doesn't she rap for her? I'm like, oh, I know what it's doing. Girls gaming the system. This is my hypothesis, but I think she's just kind of like, yo, I can't do much in the rap realm because I know I'm going to be judged. I know I can spit flames, but if I call myself a rapper, it's going to be, you're a female rapper, go sit over there with Dej Loaf. You know what I'm saying? And all them cats, you know? So it's like, oh, no, I'm an R&B futuristic singer. See, there's not as much Afrofuturism. That's kind of new to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she plays up that angle, and it's like, yo, that's genius, man, because she knows what she's doing, bro. Like, she's got... And, and the thing is, like, after we gave her a glowing review to that album, when I heard she was doing something next, you know, I wanted to be supportive. I was like, she said, like, oh, I'm so nervous. And I was like, ah, oh, man, yo, you got this, bro, do your thing. You know, not, not that fucking matters what I say, but, you know, it, it, but, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, you never know when the next album comes out, man, this shit could be whack. Like, ain't that how it goes? Like, you're like, oh, my God, this artist was incredible. I never, what a fluke. I never thought I'd hear such an incredible, like, music from this unexpected person. And then you get that next album, and it's like, ew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember that that used to happen a lot to me when I was, like, discovering new artists for the first time. And, like, all you had was the back catalog. Like, all the albums that were already out. And finally, it's like, oh, cool. The first one I actually have to look forward to. And I'm going to be hearing it for the first time. Everyone else does. And that's the one that's, like, disappointing. It's like, that's not fair. I think that's why... <laughs> Come I, on. I think that's why kids, you know... I, I, I think that's why we, as... Like, I personally, as a kid, I think that's my motivation to becoming a reviewer. You know? Because I'm like, man, I was burned by this record. I want to tell you that this is whack so that you don't have to waste your time, you know? And then as a kid, I was like, yo, I really like this one record, but I can't play it for you because I can't send it to you because it's like 2005. You know what I mean? And so like, all I can do is describe it to you. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cool. He had this one line where he said this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I want to tell you about it. I don't want you to listen to it, but I don't have the record myself, you know? And so, like, that's kind of how I got into reviewing. I was like, you guys, you got to check out this record because someone told me about it and I finally bought it. So now I got to tell you about it. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to spread the good stuff. You know, I feel like being a reviewer doesn't start from a place of, 
I can't wait to ruin someone's career. You don't start like that. Yeah, you, right. You start from a place of, I can't wait to look out for other people like me so I can mm. let them know what, what's really popping. I really wish if there was one thing that reviewers, and I'm not talking about like just us, but I'm talking about like people in publications like Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and all that shit, like quote-unquote respected reviewers, right? If the thing I want to see them accomplish is actually getting people to buy records again yeah like it's we're still in an era of singles where like only a handful of albums even go platinum anymore to where like it actually is kind of a big deal because it's so few and far between when records went platinum before it was it wasn't out of necessity it was out of no uh, it was out of necessity it was like if you want to hear this record you have to buy the album you know what i'm right, saying yeah. and you and you know that there's some other shit that they probably got for you you know if you get it you, you don't just get that song what about these other songs that maybe other people haven't even heard yet so you're going to be on the curve you're going to be ahead of the curve you know in terms of popularity you know what i'm saying but like it's now it's like people hear the one song right and they're like oh that song is the shit they'll download that one and then not even give the rest of the album a try because, unfortunately, in a lot of the time, the rest of the album isn't fire. It's not as good. It doesn't even compare to the songs you hear on the radio. So you think that's why Drake uh, did, did this publicity move where he only put out two songs and kind of like called that an album? I think that's the smartest thing an artist can do because it's like less is more, dude. Especially if you put all your effort and like ensure that the small amount you put out is actually quality, then no one can fucking doubt you. But if you're out there doing a goddamn Chris Brown... Exactly! Dude, has anyone even heard all those fucking tracks? Has God, anyone, no! Even the most dedicated fan. Who was listening to that? What was it, three or four albums worth? No. No one's listening to that shit. You can't get someone to. Because... Realistically, like we were talking about this last week about the classic albums and the length. How much of that is good? (laughs) Yeah, how much of three albums or four hours worth of material? I mean, let's just go back to fucking Lil B. You put out a thing that's four fucking hours. How much do you think that shit's going to be filler? Like, just by a fucking law of average. Like, you just got to know that, like, an, an average album has typically three or four big singles off it, maybe. And then you see an album's got, like, 14 songs on it, you're just like, they can't be good. Like, yeah. or else I would have heard them on the radio if they were any good. Yeah, no, because sometimes it happens, like, someone, like, Drake will put out an album, and a song that's not even a single will get radio played just because it's so it's so big, it's so popping, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's this way it fucking used to happen with the fucking A-sides and the B-sides. I you know? remember, it's like, dude, I remember when records used to break on the radio. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. It would be like, it would be like, yo, you were just traveling home, because it would usually be like, on your way home, because they knew people were driving home, you know, yeah. and so it's just like, yo, the new record from so-and-so, it was like, oh, I just happened to catch it just now? You know what I yeah. mean? So you would freak. So much of music was just... First introduced, like, like uh, going back in the day, like it's impossible to think now that like people used to play like new songs at black parties back in like the late early, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Like 
That's a weird feeling to me. Because now if I ever did, like, if I ever went to a house party and I wanted to start mixing it up and playing some music, I do that sometimes. Like, I go to a house party and be like, yo, you know, no one's manning the records. There's some whack shit that's about to play. I'll be like, all right, let me go up here and, you know, throw this on, throw this on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I'm, I'm going with stuff that I assume that enough people will know so that they will be able to enjoy it. But to break a record, that's really hard. You know, but people used to do that back then. Snoop Dogg got really big, so it was like one night someone played one of his records at a party and it popped. And so like the the party just kept going. This is like how often does that happen where you like usually if you go to a concert, if you're if you're playing something on the radio, it's preordained that it's pre approved that an audience will want to listen to this, you know? Like that's what made that Jay Z album last year so special. It was like, whoa. This is all being played on the radio for the first time. I, yeah, I remember that shit. I woke up and they were just like, hey, we're just going to play song after song of this new album. And what's genius about it is that it's it's all censored because they have to shorten it for the radio. So it's just like, well, damn, I want to hear the whole thing. It's yeah. like, that's actually the most genius fucking thing you could do. Fucking story of OJ was butchered on the radio, as you could imagine. Uh, right? So it's like, man, I got to hear this shit. On the actual Dude, it album. felt like a remix of its own song. It's weird how we went from... And I mean, he did it with this album, too, with 444, about the Sprint deal. And people were like, eh, you know, fucking Magna Carta, Holy Grail, sold a million copies because you got it free with a fucking phone. And people gave it shit for that. They did that again with 444, but they really didn't have to. Like, that album was probably gonna sell even without you know, the tie-in, because there's so much buzz. Actually, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Yeah, like you said, they did the exact same thing, but the difference is, people actually like this album, so it didn't... <laughs> it wouldn't get as mad. Yeah, because I remember people people made a big fucking deal about Magna Carta being, like, preloaded on phones. You didn't really hear too much public outcry by 444, because every fucking track on that album is solid. People weren't talking about the publicity stunt. People were actually talking about the album, an entire album in the fucking new millennium. It's a, it's amazing, but, you know, every so often it actually happens. And you know why? Because it's a short album, and every single fucking song is quality. There's no fucking filler in there. There's no skits. It's just, yeah, it's gonads. There's no, there's no wasted time. Exactly. Yeah. Th- th- that's how you have to do it. And it's funny because Jay-Z, as a big name as he is, he doesn't have to do it. Because he knows he's such a big fuck name, he's going to sell copies anyway. He didn't have anything to prove with 444, but still made a fucking album that was nominated for like half the goddamn Grammys this year. You know, we're reaching a fascinating age where legends are having to prove themselves. You know, and yeah. it's like, that never happened before because we never really had legends like that. Like we like to act like we did, but like, like if you go back to the eighties, like every year, every person was saying that the, the person who was dominant the year before them, they're the old school, we're the new school. Like, you know what I mean? Like 19, like Karis one was making diss songs to people oh, that yeah. nowadays we would consider to be in the exact same like era, you know? Yeah. But, like, back then, they were like, man, you guys think you're better than us, you know. And even in that song, he said, like, rap as a whole isn't even 20 years old. Oh, shit, we didn't finish talking about Django Jane. No, 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 because my girl fucking was rapping on that shit. And then what did she do? She fu- Oh, my God. There was one part where she's, 
Yo, what she was saying straight up, I can't, I've like started five sentences and I haven't even finished them. I'm just so excited. <laughs> These motherfuckers come in, alright, like we come into the room and we just see, we just see the music and the elegance and she starts like rapping and you think it's going to be for a couple of lines and she keeps going and she's got good lines too, like she's like, yo, it's about time for y'all to, you know, quit the mansplaining and let the vagina have a monologue. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Bro, she was not having any of the bullshit. Like, yo, she got to that, and then, and then, and then when she got to that one part where it said like, and now it's time for the violins to come in right about, and then you hear the bum bum. I was like, oh, oh shit! Like a fucking conductor. Jesus Christ, she is the conductor of the funk. <laughs> it's it's a perfect time too because like you had mentioned, you don't necessarily want to say you're a female rapper because. You know, there's still kind of an odd stigma about that, but, like, we just recently talked about it, like, fucking Cardi B is popping off big, fucking Cupcake is getting attention. Yeah, and people are treating it like it's fucking King of the Hill, you know, where some one hat person has to be at the top of the rock. I think it's great that we fucking have songs like Motorsport, which, I mean, you know, overall it's not an amazing song, but you fucking have Cardi B and Nicki on the same track. You've got two women rappers on the same track proving that you know it's not always a goddamn competition that's great that all, all of a sudden you know a fucking female rapper shows up and nikki isn't immediately like fucking kicking like from the top of the hill just like mushing her foot into the fucking person trying to climb up to the top like no 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 it's my spot it's my spot like finally we're actually getting some fucking shared spotlight here it's what i was hoping i would see when we got uh, Young Ma a few years ago, but that kind of petered out. That that didn't really turn into much of anything. I hope she comes back, because that was disappointing. But fucking Cardi B right now is on more songs on the radio than Nicki is. And as far as I know, Nicki isn't taking it personal. Like, I don't think there's a beef there yet. I really hope there doesn't, there isn't a beef between them, because that'll, I'll lose a lot of hope for the whole thing. But, like, that's really good. It proves that, like, you know... It doesn't have to be just one. It doesn't have to be the fucking Highlander. You know, there can only be one bullshit, you know? So for today's request, we have Walking Under the Stars by Hilltop Hoods, requested by Riga. Uh, so here we go, man. Like, tell me, what, what what's your thoughts going into it initially? I made sure to ask you ahead of time if you ever heard of either of, uh, of the artists that we'll be talking about this week, and you were like, no, nah, I don't think so. And... I think we're so lucky that there's chances and there's weeks like this where, thanks to the Patreon requests, we're being introduced to artists that we probably wouldn't have ever heard of otherwise. And just, like, even though we've never heard of either of these artists, this is fucking Arc Android and Black Panther soundtrack all over again where it was like i could listen to these two albums back to back all week no complaints it's just solid um hilltop hoods um it's it's different than what i would normally listen to i'm gonna say that because it's a bit more it's a bit more singy at points like 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 someone can rap yeah someone's rapping but they're also kind of doing it in a in a sing-songy voice, if, I don't know. Like a, like a bone thug sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it's like there, yeah, like you said, like there's a certain like elegance uh, to that. Um, this album varies in a lot of use of orchestra. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's very varied, and I love that because you know you never know what you're gonna get on the next track, really, because it's such a fucking mixed bag here. But there aren't many tracks I um I would even skip over. I think it's pretty solid. Um, it ranges from like kind of lighthearted and fun, and yeah. then it really kind of hits you hard on other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I assume you did also. Uh, so we're probably yeah. not going to be disagreeing too much. Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I had a lot of fun. I was thinking like, I was thinking like maybe four and a half for me on this one. No, I, I would say straight up five. You going? You going for the five? Solid, solid five. Like, oh my god, these lyrics. When he says, um, "Me apologizing for being so fresh is like Napoleon writing, excuse my French." Mm. I was like, yo, and then okay, so there's a bit of controversy over the song called Cosby Sweater. Oh uh, yeah, I bet. I don't think I need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it is well, 2014, which, by the way, that doesn't really make it okay because we've known about Cosby for a really long time. But yeah, yeah, that wasn't their intention. They were referring to like Biggie Smalls used to wear those colorful sweaters that were a little reminiscent of the 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 uh, what you call it sweaters, the Cosby sweaters, you know. So, but where it kind of falls apart is that like there are parts in the verse where he says like lyrics that are kind of like relating to the idea of abuse so i'm like okay well someone didn't if someone didn't want to hear this like and they treat it very jokey and so it's like well now you already have the context of the chorus you know talking about bill cosby and then you have like the lyrics where he says and uh, once again these are gonna get kind of messed up he says that he says i'm gonna get drunk and dance like your uncle till i'm all hands like your uncle i'm kidding the venomous inventor when i enter it's over uh, he says, uh, when I'm spitting venom, I'm as generous as Oprah. You get a scar. You get a scar. You get a scar. Me drunk in the back of a rental car. And it's just like, I can see how that imagery can kind of like provoke that sort of, you know, messed up ID, you know, messed up, uh, 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 uh scenescape for someone. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, you, do you remember that Macklemore also made a reference to Cosby sweater, like in 2013? Yeah. Yeah, and but, uh, I never even thought it was, like, a direct reference to Cosby either. But now that you say it, it's like, no, it's like the Gucci fucking Biggie sweaters. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, maybe we need to start saying the Biggie sweaters, because... Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure Biggie wasn't a saint either, but he no, has no. less of a negative connotation. Yeah, at least at this current juncture. Yeah. So, and then we have the Art of the Handshake, which is, like, one of the most unique and fascinating songs. Like... It starts off, like, well, all throughout the song, there's, like, this narrator explaining the handshake. You know, all different types of handshakes that you used to do when you were a kid and stuff like that. And I was like, I was just thinking, like, every time he would say something, I would be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. I remember that. You know? And so it was like, uh, it was basically like, we come up with handshakes because we were bored at first. And then things sort of develop where it's like, okay, well, now I'm using this handshake in this situation to denote that I'm a friend with you, you know, or I shake your hand this way to, to, to show that, you know, we're firm businessmen, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, I'll, I'll touch you this way if, like, you're my lover, you know what I mean? And so it's like, um, like I said, I can see everything he's doing. He says, um, 
He says, uh, I bring it back. No high five shit is whack. We're bringing back that old slide side to side finger snap. Fist poke, stop and lock. Don't just stop the rock. Look away, handshake, body pop. I was like, oh shit, I remember all of that shit. Like, like, can you even remember what was the motivation for why you decided to add something extra? You know? <laughs> yeah. It would just be like one day, you're like, all right, I got something. You know what I mean? It even starts and ends like like it's an orchestral concert. Oh, you know, yeah, with, with, the, the, with the thirst. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. You just got to check this one out, bro. Like this one, I, I we're riding really high right now. And it's really, uh, it's really creeping me out because I'm like, when's that other shoe going to drop? Because like, what, what was it, last week? Wait, what was last week? Last week was MC Hammer and Brockhampton. Oh, what well, is Brockhampton? Okay. Yeah. So we had Brockhampton, Black Panther, Janelle Monet. We got these two albums. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just stacking up. Like, I'm starting to feel like people are like, whoa, well, what's all this positivity all of a sudden? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Luckily, I'm looking through my list. I'm looking through the queue. There aren't too many albums that I think are going to be uh, disappointments. A lot of ones that I just have no idea what they are, which, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, I find it so funny that we have those moments of, like, you know, the Eminem album where we're like, no, motherfucker, this is yeah. bullshit, the fuck? And then we have other moments where we're just like, no, yeah, it's just it's just okay, no, we're in complete agreement, this is fine. They're just such extremes. Oh, only on the Going Off podcast, guys. It's, it's very hard to pin down. Like, I, I saw people in the comments try <laughs> to figure out what our criteria is like, they were like <laughs> well i know rap critic likes this and this and muse likes this and this so you can tell what they're gonna like it's like you'd be surprised half yeah, the time and then it always, yeah it always blows back in their face matter of fact now that we know this was a solid five by five let's get to the other one because oh. this would probably sur- surprise a lot of people you know i all i knew going in about uh floss by uh injury reserve was how much I loved the album art. <laughs> Where it's just a dude fucking flossing his, like, grill. Looks fucking sick. Uh, that, that was requested by uh, Jared... Um, Jared... Shriner? I'm gonna say Jared Shriner. Thank you very much for uh, requesting Floss by Injury Reserve. And by the way, if there are albums that you would like us to review on the podcast and you want to put in our request, it is as simple as a one-time pledge to either of our Patreons. Head over to patreon.com slash Critic or patreon.com slash muse for details. I knew nothing about Injury Reserve other than the fact that I vaguely remembered seeing that they were listed in having one of the best albums of last year, and I never got around to listening to it. But after listening to Floss, you bet your ass... I'm gonna make it a fucking point uh, to scope that one out. Because Floss is, from me, a straight-up 5 out of 5. Like, I was listening to Walking Under the Stars after I listened to Floss. And it didn't hit me quite as hard. But I think if I didn't listen to Floss right before it... Like, I think that was to its detriment. Because I was riding really fucking high off Floss. And I was like, hmm... Like, I wasn't as big of a fan as the sing-songy choruses or whatever, but I was already so used to the style of uh, Injury Reserve. I don't even know what the fuck I've been doing sleeping on Injury Reserve. 
or what the fuck everyone around me has been doing, not mentioning them for years, that I'm just now finding out about them. But, wow. Wow. I really like this album to the point where, I don't know if it's available in a physical copy, but if it is, I'm fucking buying it. I'm copping this shit right after we fucking finish it. Yeah. Our audience has a lot of shit to pick up. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Jesus Christ. I, I hope we'll fucking get that uh, that response when we talked about uh, the Ark Android and people were like, after hearing you guys talk about that, you know, I went out and I bought the album because you guys talked so highly about it or whatever. The, pe- oh, yeah. People might already know everything about fucking Floss and we might just be late to this shit, but wow. <laughs> this album, for me, had way more memorable moments because, like... With Definitely. Uh, with uh, Hilltop Hoods, you know, there's the song about the, like, the song to, what was it, like, his would-be uh, child that, like, either died prematurely oh, or, snap. like, that yeah. one was super fucking dark, but it was, like, really sweet. And then there's other songs like Cosby Sweater and uh, Rumble, Young Man, Rumble, which, is that, is that, was that what fucking... Chappelle? Wait, 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 you're talking about the other album. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying, like, was that what fucking Chappelle was referencing? At the Grammys when he yelled, Rumble, young man, rumble to fucking Kendrick. Holy shit. It might just look like he's rapping, but yet young man is taking some big chances. Rumble, young man, rumble. I don't know. That might even be a reference to something else that Hilltop Hoods is referencing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's some, like, Dostoyevsky or some shit. Right, but fucking... Like, Rocky or something. But Injury Reserve, from Oh Shit to Bad Boys 3... The oh S God. on your chest oh. to fucking 2016 interlude. Oh my God! Eeny meeny miny mo with the fucking chorus that gets stuck in your goddamn Dude, head. That might be the most perfect song. Like it literally breaks down the rap game like a children's game. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's so clever. That's so clever. And he says, "What do you say?" Uh, then you got these dudes thinking that they Rambo, but truthfully, y'all looking like Sambos. Mm. Would you dance for a dollar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well be a stripper then. Sell your soul for a buck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, damn, go get it then. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to be a hoe, just admit that you're a hoe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, and then, uh, and then he says, um, what did he say? Uh, what, what joint was it? Oh, my God. Wait, wait, no. We need to go back to the first song. We need to go back to the first song. Motherfucking the... Oh, shit! Oh, shit! The fucking... Fer- <laughs> that fucking Fergie sample. Yeah. It's like, uh, they said, man, yo, we want some more hits. Man, this sound like some shit from 06. I was like, shit. I can feel the lean with it, rock with it. I can feel the crime mob, bro. I can <laughs> yeah. feel the crime mob, bro. Like, oh, oh my God. Yo, yo, S on your chest. Yo, yo. Dude, the way it had two choruses happening at the same time. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I've heard people try to do that before, and it always comes off like, this is just annoying. Like, I can't hear it. But, like, somehow they made that shit work. I think it's because, like, they faded it in and out on, like, two sides or something. I don't know what it was. Like, it was just somehow they did it right. Um, But then this guy has this one lyric. He says, um, but really it's nothing to me. No time for losses. Always see his W's. You like, what's the W, B? Oh. Well, since we're talking about dubs, we're the best on the West. Here to save the game with the S on the chest. I was like, oh. 
Oh my god. And then at the end where there's like another verse that just like keeps going, it's just like oh, 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 oh like <laughs> not it's like you didn't realize how high up you were. And so when that first dip happened, you're like, oh, oh man, that was a little crazy. And then you go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. Oh, Cakes the Killer! Yo! Representing! Representing! Cakes the Killer on What's Goody. Bro, I just heard his verse and I was like, this is six out of five. This is a perfect song. I <laughs> There's nothing else I can say that I could do. Dude, listen. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't remember who this person was. I just remember this lyric was like, he says, uh, we be like, chill, nigga. Wait, we be like, chill, nigga. Hear me out. You just mad there's only 10 likes on your video. But there's like 20 niggas standing in your video. How'd that work out? That's a 50-50 ratio. You just that bad nigga, you might have to let it go. You, and that hairline nigga, you might have to let it go. I was like, oh, oh my god. The shade. It's like the universe full of shade has been dropped. <laughs> Condensed into a black hole and dropped into this verse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, he said, you made a video and there's only 10 likes in your motherfucking video. <laughs> which means that your own people's, half of your own people don't even like your shit. Yo, this <laughs> man just came at your life. Oh my God. And it was like, man, you just might have to let that thing go. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Because <laughs> then there's girl with, girl with the gold wrist. Mm. And you think it's not going to work. Because it's like, it's weird how it's just said really fast like that. Girl with the gold wrist. Girl like, with the gold like, wrist. Yeah, I was like, what the like, fuck is he saying? Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But it's just like, when that B-Sides can get it with the Spanish guitar, the, the flamenco guitar, something like that. Yo, man, you start feeling that shit. That shit a bop, bro. He says, "Girl, uh, girl, don't do drugs unless it's with me." Now it's kicked. Uh, now it's kicked in your heart. Feels like a stampede. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, in 2016, why to get a job that she got to get a weave, nigga? It's 2016. Why we got native mascots for some teams, nigga? Why you still act like global warming ain't a thing, nigga? <laughs> why you worrying about them niggas praying to the east, nigga? Why you still worrying about me? Act like Jesus really care where you pee, nigga. Mm. Why are you still lying to yourself? Uh, you know the meaning of that damn flag on your belt, nigga. Mm. Racism is a learned behavior. Right, It yeah. is not something that, oh, these kids just grew up racist. I don't know what happened to that Dylan Roof kid. Mm. Uh, I just started being racist. I don't know how it <laughs> happened. Yeah. Bullshit. Bull emphatically shit. That grammatically doesn't even make sense. But you know what the fuck <laughs> I'm saying? It's bullshit. These kids don't just happen like that out of goddamn nowhere. No, it gets, ex people say it's acceptable to them because they see that their parent, you know, oh, well, my dad's never here for me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no other family members that give a shit about me. You know, such and such uncle touched me. You know what I'm saying? And he's racist. And then I was reading something about how kids, when they don't understand why something is happening, when they feel like something has been transgressive against them, but they don't understand why it's happening, all they know to do is to repeat the behavior because they're trying, their brains are trying to work it out. And so like, you know, there's an element of me that, and I know I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to feel the vomit in my stomach when I say it, but there's an element of me that does feel bad for Chris Brown. And the reason why is because, you know, it's not like he was having a great day. His parents raised him just peachy keen. And then one day he just decided, yo, I'm going to start slapping some bitches. No, that's not what happened. What happened was 
he saw, you know, his mom getting her ass beat by, you know, her dad beat, who was a fucking drunken douchebag. You know what I'm saying? And he was traumatized. And he was like, but he was like, but in his mind, he's saying, wait a minute, but parents, older people are supposed to tell me what's right. But this person's doing this thing. But this thing is really scary. So it can't be right. But the parent did it. So it has to be right. And so they don't know what they're doing. And so it becomes ingrained in them at the young age. And they're like, this has to be the way things are because it's easier. It's easier for me to just hit them if I'm annoyed. I don't want to talk about my problems. I just smack you until you leave me alone. You know, the pat, the point of the smack isn't the smack. The point of it is I don't want to discuss what my feelings are. I don't want to discuss the fact that maybe I was wrong about something. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to confront my issues, you know? It's why I think it's so amazing that you hear the older generation talking about like how like, oh, you know, they, they like to throw around like snowflakes and talk about how, uh, you know, young people these days and their feelings. It's just like, you know, it's amazing because the only thing that we can expect to come out from expressing your feelings more and not being ashamed of your feelings and expressing yourself more is less violence. It's like, what? do you have against that like what what horse do you have in this race that you think that you know someone just like boys not being ashamed to cry and stuff like you know how much that's gonna save them and people around them in the in their own futures when they get older and like how different and better of people that are eventually make them because they're not actually letting all this shit build up over time and they're able to get themselves out there. And it's like, this, just the way we have people to reach out to, there's so many different crisis lines to reach out to for just about every scenario. And just what you were talking about earlier about the, like, we always talk about representation, right? We always talk about how important it is to see people like you in the media, to know that you're not alone and all that. But like you had said about Emma and, you know, quite frankly, uh, there's a whole bunch of them now, like kids from that school who are now, they have verified Twitter accounts. Fucking Emma has over a million uh, followers on Twitter now, bypassed the amount of followers the uh, NRA got in mere days that people now, young people who, even from this generation, even from our own generation, the millennials, Give, gave them shit, you know, and just talked about, like, oh, the fucking fidget spinners and all this shit. Now, they're fucking seeing people their own age on TV, not not just the representation, but, like, standing up and actually being voices, and that is even, that trans, that transcends the the representation, because now it's like, well, shit, now it's showing me that, like, people are actually taking us seriously, people are actually hearing what we have to say, and we use them as expendable, uh, fucking uh, disposable. Yeah, but we don't want to hear what soldiers they have to of say. war. We but yeah, but the second you fucking have have an opinion, we're going to belittle you. We're going to be condescending. We're going to say you don't know uh, shit. And now, yeah. for better or worse, because I mean, God, the the events in Florida. You know, there is no, there re- there is no realistic. This should have been done at Sandy Hook. That should have been our goddamn limit. Yeah, exactly. But, like, now it's actually these people 
have experienced this. Like, there is no way you can look them in the face and say you don't know what you're talking about when none of these senators or congressmen have had to survive a school shooting, run and hide in closets. They haven't had to do that shit. It has to come down to something because you can't say, oh, well, you know, it's the schools. Well, the schools had maximum security. Okay, well, uh, let's just say the kid um, was uh, mentally unstable. Oh, well, you made it easier for mentally unstable people to get guns. Yeah, I know, but, like, uh, the warning signs weren't there and people didn't report them. Actually, they did for weeks. It's the fucking guns. It's not, <laughs> oh, well, uh, well, maybe the kid was a white nationalist. He's a white supremacist. Homegrown terrorism, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, well, you took white nationalists, uh, um, you took white nationalists and white supremacists off your terror watch list so they're not in the goddamn database anymore. It all comes exactly. down to shit you did. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, well, what's the problem? Oh, now you're just going to ignore it and think that we're going to forget about it and move on. Except now these kids have who have every person, every generation, you know, no matter what party you belong to. Yeah. They've never taken the time to just shame kids because they always look at at kids as being the voice of the future. You know, you can't just shit on a kid. So now when the kids are the ones standing up. And telling you that you're fucking up. What are you going to do? Only a handful of totally irreprehensible people online and on the news have actually been going out of the way to shame them. But the people in office, the people in the, in the White House, they realize they can't fucking do that so easy. And that's the problem. That's why the problem isn't Trump. The problem is the behavior. Th- this is literally the nightmare scenario that we thought was cute in the mid-90s. Remember that fucking plot where it was like, the idiot who uh, it was always sort of like the black sheep of the family. You know, he finally gets to be the head of the company, and now things are going to, you know, he's going to shake things up. You know, things are going to be weird, and that's what they, that's what motherfuckers who voted for him thought that they were getting, because he was a TV star, you know? They thought they were getting that wacky 90s poster, and they're like, oh, wait, when you give a complete idiot all this power, he just does what he was doing before, but on a global scale, being a fucking idiot. Hey, fucking Carrot Top wants to run a company. Let's let him do it for a little while, and when he fails, we could all laugh at him. Oh, fuck, he's actually doing a successful job? Aw, oh, shit. Now we gotta fucking sabotage him. That was every 90s movie. Fred exactly. Flintstone wants to be the CEO of the fucking shit, uh, right? Kyle uh, McLaughlin's uh, gonna give him a chance, and fucking Halle Berry is gonna act like he's fucking cheating on his wife to do all uh, that shit. Every 90s movie, give the idiot a what? chance. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that movie. Like I said, I was thinking of the fucking, uh, 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 uh Chairman of the Board, that fucking Yahoo Serious movie. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was fucking Carrot Top. Oh, Carrot Top. Oh, okay. What you got your Yahoo 90s hack movie? comedians confused. You know, that, you know it was bad when there's two redhead gimmick comedians. <laughs> like... And it could have been Pauly Shore, for all I know. Like, they're just interchangeable at that point. They got a wacky gimmick. Oh, oh, and Black Sheep. Remember that movie with, um, matter of fact, a couple of movies with Tommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Black Sheep, Tommy Boy. We got to put the idiot in charge. Exactly. But you don't do it with the fucking president. What was uh, Head of State? How did that movie go? The one with Chris Rock. Well, he, no, he wasn't stupid. The idea is that, yeah. like, they would never let a black guy do it because, right. you know, he would say what's really going on. Like, they leave all this destruction in their wake and they don't know <laughs> that they're doing it. And in a way, it's sort of an ignorance is bliss thing. Like, I like it's a wish fulfillment thing when you think about it. It's like, I can just continue thinking whatever I want to think. 
And not only will no harm come to me, I'll actually save the day in the end. Yeah. Like, that's the ultimate fucking Mary Sue move right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mr. Accident, yeah, it's like an egg thing. Look it up. <laughs> it's an egg thing? I've never heard of I, this. I don't think I ever saw this. Okay, the, the plot involves a very clumsy but lovable young man named uh. Roger Crumpin and his UFO-based girlfriend, Sunday Valentine. All right, oh, of course. Who stumbled upon a plan to market eggs laced with nicotine. Oh, that's a little different, actually. Wait, no, he must risk his job. Mm. No, what's that chairman of the board movie? Chairman of the board, he was like a CEO of a company. Is that Carrot Top? Yeah. Why is that a Carrot Top? Like, how does that, how does being chairman of the board relate to, like, prop comedy? Like, I don't get it. I, I, th- I think it was like, I think he just invented shit. And that was it, because, oh, like, his, his okay. stand-up routine was about inventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they roped that into the... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm right. watching the trailer for Mr. Accident, and it looks absolutely horrible. It's like the idiot weighing over his head. Wait, what was the name of that movie? The Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, yeah, where the guy invented the, uh, the uh, hula hoop. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that also, like, a sort of, like, oh, man, he didn't know... He got in over his head. It, it it was to a different degree, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like an idiot. It was just like one of those scenarios of like the guy is too good for his business and he gets easily taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Which that's a very big trope, also. Oh yeah, like a uh, good burger. Good burger is another one like that one. Yeah, where it's yeah. like you know, uh, 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 Kel makes the sauce and Keenan's like, oh, I'm gonna you know rip off the formula and make a whole bunch of money off of it, you know. It always comes back to Keenan and Co. Yep. Dude, that, was, that it's the quintessential show. It's the all-American show. I, I saw Good Burger in the theaters. Honestly, Good Burger does not do Keenan and Kel justice. It's like, not a great movie. No. It's really not it's, good. It's definitely the, hey, we're paid for the rest of our lives sort of thing. Like, oh, that yeah. movie, honestly, is like, honestly, that movie is like a thank you. From the uh, Nickelodeon studios, be like, this is for all the money you've made us, like, for the past three years. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, all right, now let's give you your retirement plan. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all that wouldn't have been shit without Keenan and Co. Dude, honestly, have you ever tried to watch The Amanda Show? Oh, I think we talked about The Amanda Show. It's terrible. <laughs> it's unbearable. There's no jokes. It was it's like lol like... to random before lol to random was like common. Yeah, it's like, it's like what was it? It was like, uh, hey, Mitch. Yeah, Clem. It's like, uh, uh, what do you call a fish when it hits your face? I don't know what it's called. Face Fisher, and it just hits her in the face with the fish, and he just goes, huh, huh, that's good, <laughs> and that's the whole joke. The, the fucking, uh, shit, what was that show? Um, Hee Haw. The Hillbillies. The, yeah. The fucking Hee Haw bit. Yeah, or, or like, oh, now it's the dancing lobsters, ah, get it? Yeah. Look at them. Or, or the grades, or, uh, the, the Pizza Hut, but for grades, where it's like, Oh, order out, and we'll get you the the grades you want for your oh. for your homework. And it's just like that's a one note joke. You can't take that anywhere because it's like if you could order grades, you would either get all A's or you'd be <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna get a B or the or a, a C plus every now and then just just to, to throw them off. 
Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but then you have to take tests, though. So... <laughs> I don't remember the I don't remember the sketches on all that being that stupid. I know yeah, some like, were. They were, but they were better than that. Jesus Christ! Like repairman, man, 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 man. Like that skit. Like it's it's weird. It's an absurdity sort of thing. Mm. It's like you have to be able to match the absurdity with the energy. And I think when you don't do that, like, it, it really is, like, that perfect timing sort of thing. And if you don't get that perfect timing, it just all falls apart, you know? They, they did the thing that SNL does where I think the sweet spot for SNL is, like, they'll keep a character on for, like, nine years. And then, like, all right, we got to fucking, you know, we, we got to retire your number. We got to get someone new in here. Yeah. With the, with the mistake they made with all of that is... They realized that they had a, they had like a really small handful of characters that uh-huh. like people liked a lot more, so they kept them around for a really oh, long time. Who was that one girl who did the vital information for your everyday life? Lori Beth Denberg. Oh my god, that chick was funny. Why didn't Yo, anything happen I, with Lori Beth Denberg? Because it was dude, the nineties. I wanted. I remember I wanted to hang out with her so fucking much. I was like, dude, I wish we were friends. Like, this chick is so goddamn funny. I remember fucking, uh, what was her name? Katrina was cool, whatever her name was. She was, yeah. she was like, the, the the shorter girl that did the uh, <laughs> Ross Perot impressions and shit. Yes! And she was good, too! Like, she was close to Jim Carrey. Like, she yeah. was close. I was like, for a kid? For a kid. That's pretty damn good. So it's like they put all their eggs in the basket of like three characters and then they ended up like running them into the goddamn ground. Like by the end of the cycle, Good Burger wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. Well, like, if you notice, if you notice, this, the show really started from a very urban angle. Like, that's true. Who's doing the theme song? Fucking TLC. Yeah. Like literally the blackest like group. But, but they had that crossover appeal. They didn't get the Spice Girls to do a theme. No. Mm-mm. They didn't get Britney Spears. They totally could have. Shit, yeah. later on, you saw what happened when they tried to, when after the brand was really huge and they tried to tack on one of Britney Spears' uh, uh, siblings oh, onto the yeah. show. Paris Hilton had like a younger sister too or something like oh, that. Oh, God. I don't remember that. <laughs> I think I'd remember yeah. that shit. Oh, no. Or maybe I just thought Nicole Richie was like her younger sister because it was just like, oh. I don't know what she does. <laughs> fucking Lionel Richie's uh how, um, how random is that shit like someone who owns like a bunch of hotels it's like all right that's old money I get that like Lionel Richie's daughter like that would be like if, like Quincy Jones's daughter was on like a TV show it's like no like you gotta have some respect for yourself this is like fucking black royalty right there god damn it hey we've got Chelsea Clinton the the fucking heir to the fucking Clinton dynasty and who we're we gonna put her with um, fucking Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates has a kid, and we're just gonna see if they gel. I don't know. It's like, worth a shot. Like what the fuck, dude? Um, I know we've been going on a tear, and I don't know how much yeah. we're gonna leave in. But fucking talk, yeah, talking about um, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie is one of the probably the only judge on the New American Idol that I can take seriously because it's him, Luke Bryan. And Katy Perry? Yeah, because he's the only one that can actually sing. Like, what the fuck was up with putting Nicki Minaj on the show? Oh my god, like, I um, forgot about that. What were, what were they thinking putting Ellen on there? Remember that? Yeah, it's like... It was just odd. Bitch. 
literally can't sing. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the bitch can't sing. Like, this ain't like just like a, oh, magic show. Oh, that's impressive. Like, <laughs> no, you have to have an ear for this shit. And like, at least with Mariah Carey, you can say whatever you want about her now. Like, she has an ear for music. Yeah, knows, right. You know what I'm saying? Same she knows with what a like, good voice. Sounds like she knows how to create that good voice. You know what I'm saying? And they put fucking Britney on what it was it? America's Got Talent? Yeah, see, see that's like, the thing. What? It's not like these people can't sing at all. It's not like Nicki Minaj can't sing at all. But it's like, all right, Mariah Carey is fucking excellence when it comes to musicality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. Fucking Britney Spears and Nicki Minaj, like, these people aren't known for... You, when people picked up their album, they didn't pick it up because, wow, I just love her voice and what she had to say. No, it was because she's a girl just like me. You know what I'm saying? See, like, the, the thing with Britney Spears being on America's Got Talent, though, like, I'm actually saying that, you know, having her on, a, on, a, on like, a singing show probably would have been a better move, but why would you have Britney Spears on the same show that had Howie Mandel and Howard Stern as judges? Like, Wait, what show? What show? Oh, is that The Voice? No, America's Got Talent. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. why wouldn't you put Britney on one of the vocal shows? Not judging jugglers and shit. Like, that shit doesn't make sense. Put her on The Voice. Put her... Like, they, they ended up putting Christina Aguilera on The Voice. And, isn't that kind of funny? Like, time has passed and we're kind of seeing, like, who gets respect. You know, like... Gwen I Stefani mean, got respect. Yeah, and Christina Aguilera needs to fucking calm down, and she would get respect. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Because it's like, dude, we know you can sing. Like, we know you actually have the pipes. It's just you're doing too much, and you're trying to prove yourself to us when you need to just relax. You're going to go fucking full-on Mariah Carey in 2000s glitter if you don't fucking relax. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, we're saying, like, Britney Spears, ain't no love for Britney Spears. Any love for Britney Spears is a very superficial love. She has know? some really good songs. Like, but there's nobody who's like, like, everybody's like, oh, yes, my life is Britney Spears in that era, but not now. He, you know what she is? Britney Spears is to girls what Lip Biscuit is to boys. It's like, I understand, like, I can look back on the era and be like, ha, I remember how good those times were. But I listen to that shit now. I'm not proud of it, you know? <laughs> Like, it's the difference between, like, Wu-Tang Clan, like, growing up listening to Wu-Tang Clan and looking back and being like, oh, yeah, I remember those back in the days, and growing up listening to fucking, Soldier you know, Boy. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one's going back and listening to Soldier Boy with, you know, uh, nostalgic ears, like, ah, the good old days, the music was good. Fucking you know crank what I mean? that, like, yeah. Yeah, like, you can't make that argument. That's what I really like about this current generation going into the next, is that, like, we don't have excuses anymore because the shit that was bad, we still remember it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in the past, we could we could forget about the duh, duh, the fucking the rapping rapping Duke. cowboy shit going off. Going off, yo, going off, yo, going off, yo, going off, yo, hey, oh, hey, going off, yo, going off, yo. Am I ending with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they did like that. Like, yeah, should I end it like that? Yes. Well, that about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. We've been everywhere in between, but thank you very much for joining us. If this is the first time you've checked us out, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Go In Off Podcast. That's G O I N apostrophe Off Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, 
And until next time for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, are we going to keep going? No, I just want to say hey. Oh. Well, I can just say hey to I mean, I guess, but... like, we just, Why are you always going to expect shit? Jesus Christ. No, but like, we, we just said goodbye. <laughs> Maybe I just want to say... If a motherfucker just wants to say hey to you, I love gift hosts and mouth. Oh, now I want all these other things. Jesus Christ! Someone gives you a rope. You want to be a goddamn cowboy? Fucking calm down. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> <laughs>